Ho, ho, ho. Here we go. The sound is working. And come to the show. Is anybody out there today? <laughs> or are you all back in bed? Well, anyway, on that note, uh, Whopper has a cure for you. Uh, Whopper is in Brazil has announced a special. And let me see if I can get the commercial to go over here. Go here. The end of the year, it's Friday every day. And the hangover kicks in. BK presents Hangover Whopper. A technology that scans your hangover level and offers a discount on the ideal combo to help combat it. Download the BK app, take the test, and share it on social media. Now available for year-end parties and for those other occasions where the hangover strikes. Okay, and so then I've got a, a guy kind of explaining it, and I thought he did better than I probably would. So let's go with him. But I think it's a push to get people to use their app. The Burger King app can now scan your face and give you a discount on a Whopper depending on how hungover you are. The app is going to judge how hungover you are, and based on three tiers between like not that hungover and the most hungover, they're going to give you different discounts on the Whopper. The app will also suggest different combos of food depending on how hungover the person is. I think this definitely incentivizes people to get the app and try the facial recognition, even if they're not hungover, just to see what discount they would get or how it works. I also think this is perfect timing because this ends January 2nd and the week before New Year's is the biggest partying week, so this is just perfect. This is a very interesting marketing campaign because Burger King understands their exact consumers and they understand that people buy their food when they're usually hungover. And the facial recognition and the discounts are just a fun way to earn their business over the competitors. This is the perfect combination between using AI and humor for a marketing campaign. Okay, so that was kind of cool. He gave a really good little quick summary. And I like the way he analyzed the demographic, right? I, I don't know. I haven't been to Burger King since. I, they were one of the few places you could get a burger in the, in the pandemic, though you had to sit outside and they had very few tables and stuff. But they were one of the first local restaurants that reopened. Uh, so we did go there a couple of times. They also had the Impossible Burger, which wasn't too bad, the Impossible Whopper. Um, and if you're fasting from meat, which uh, we Orthodox do quite a bit, then that was an option. Uh, I'm not sure if it's very good for you, but anyway, we, we did eat that. Okay, so now let's get over to the regular news. Um, interesting. Oh, let's first let's get the backstory. Okay, basically... Uh, it's, you know, you got the deal. It scans your face and then decides what discount and meal they should recommend based on how hang hungover they think your face looks. Now, that whole, I'm not sure if that's actually a real technology or if that's just a fake app that makes it look like they're scanning your face and deciding. I don't know that, I didn't know that you could tell how hungover someone was by their face maybe you can i don't know uh find that out for me let's chime in i i do actually have um the chat up if you want to comment um but akaro doria co-president and cco of dm9 who would develop the app said that um or said that the use of facial recognition technology combined with humor will generate another fun connection with consumers now Personally, Mr. Luddite here isn't that excited about getting my face scanned. I haven't used it on my computer or my phone or anywhere else that I know of. 
Um, not that you can't find my face. Here I am again today. Um, but so, you know, it's plenty available out there, but it isn't in a database as far as I know, but it probably is. Anyway, so, uh, oh, one thing I should note, it, that discounts are available in Brazil. I'm not sure about the United States, but uh, only available on delivery orders, which I never tried. Uh, we thought about it because it's not too far from here. Although it's a few miles, but it's not very far as far as minutes. Um, because who wants to leave the house with a hangover? I can't remember the last time I had a hangover, to be honest. But um, but I think that's interesting that that is the bar the market according to that that uh, video we watched. Okay, here's a serious one that's kind of disconcerting to me. Pennsylvania reaches a settlement that bans Florida-based marketing company from sending junk mailers. To Pennsylvanians, okay. Now, if you don't send junk mail, you probably shouldn't have to worry. But that is applied to anything somebody doesn't want or somebody wants to object to. And so the state of was uh, the state of Pennsylvania decided that these were deceptive warranty mailers, mostly, okay. And they were they were designed to frighten, pressure, mislead recipients into responding which sounds a little like what I talk about most days. <laughs> How can you get a higher response rate? Sounds like they did a lot of the stuff that a lot of people do. I don't have any laying around here, but uh, final notice. Has anybody ever put final notice on a, you know, on a mailer? Maybe that wasn't really a final notice. Sometimes I'm, I, in fact, we did a, we had a story the other day on somebody that, that unsubscribed from their, phone service or the utility or something and they kept getting final notice junk mails trying to get them to resubscribe with a with a final offer and he kept saying I wish they were my final notice but they're not they just say that to get me to open it yes that's true signature required I don't think I've ever put that on a mailer some mailers appeared to be checks while others appeared to be from the internal revenue service I have, you know, I have seen mailers in my life, not not that often, but I have seen mailers, you know, in accordance with federal regulation, blah, 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 which basically says, here's where you put the stamp, here's where you put the address, you know, something like that. But they'll put the federal regulation on the outside. Now, is that misleading? It's entirely accurate. What's the point of it? Well, the point of it is to make it look official, right? And the Attorney General of Pennsylvania decided that that was was startling startling recipients with urgent messaging and false representations now the question is is that illegal and who decides what's startling i don't know that's what is is concerning to me and um the the new the new attorney general of pennsylvania is michelle henry and she's a longtime attorney, hasn't run for office, mostly had been in a in an assistant role or whatever, deputy role. Uh, and she said she's not going to run for election in 2024. So she's sort of an interim state attorney general. It's also interesting to me that this this company, this R RMC Direct Mail Services, was doing this on behalf of one or more businesses. So are they banned? 
Or do they just go to another printer and say, we want to do this mailer and exclude Pennsylvania? You know, it's not that hard to exclude Pennsylvania. That's not, that's not the point. The point is that some of these things, you know, respond by time sensitive. Those do not, do not seem inflammatory to me. You know, limited time offer, that's kind of one of the most fundamental, you know, one of the fundamental lift messages you might put on an envelope because it probably is a limited time officer, offer, right? Um, stating signature required when no signature was required. Okay, stating personal and confidential when they did not contain personal and confidential. If it's addressed to you, it is personal. Is it confidential? Probably not. Depends on what's in it, I suppose. I like this, implying that if a consumer did not take affirmative action, their financial liber... Implying, here, implying falsely that there would be an, there there was an affiliation or association between the sender and the mortgage lender or vehicle manufacturer and of course i've gotten these phone calls for years you know your your vehicle warranty extended warranty may be may be about to expire i've never had an extended warranty in my life but i don't call the attorney general about it you know so i don't know it it's it's concerning to me that we can be fined and 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 have these things and banned from ever mailing into is this company banned forever from mailing into Pennsylvania my goodness they never even had a warranty to begin with so then they should just ignore it oh here's one I've never seen this before containing a barcode that had no meaning now does that mean that the it's the it's a QR code that has a URL that seems to be nonsense. Oftentimes the trackable barcodes are URLs that look like that. I mean, I don't know how careful this interim state attorney general is at understanding this. They were a Republican for 20 some years, but now they switched to being a Democrat, maybe to get appointed. It seemed like they, they switched right after they got appointed, which is a little deceptive if you ask me. <laughs> It was implied that they were a Republican, but now they switched to be a Democrat. You know, I don't know if that was before or after they were confirmed. Uh, probably before, because I think Pennsylvania has a generally, uh, generally, I don't know. I don't know whether Pennsylvania has a pretty Republican, a lot of Republican areas. Okay, registration fee voucher, but it wasn't really a check, but it looked like a check. Nobody could figure that out. It appeared to be sent by a government institution. Again. That's not uncommon. Anyway, mm, 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 mm. okay, here's the, here's the article I really wanted to get to. Mail orders found to double liver cancer screening rates. Okay, this is, I think this is the salvation of direct marketing in general, is we should have medical, medical executives or medical doctors or researchers run our mailing campaigns because they will test it carefully. This is the most careful testing I've ever seen in an article because in general, medical researchers work really, really hard to get valid experimental tests because they publish in they publish their results in refereed journals and if they 
are tweaking their numbers, then they get called out on it. We don't have anything like that in the direct mail industry or the direct marketing industry, except maybe this show, period, right? And it's incredible, the, the results they got. Look at this. So liver cancer screening among patients with cirrhosis of the liver almost doubled when they were mailed a signed order from their specialist. And it doesn't seem to me that this was a an individually crafted letter from their liver doctor. Okay, This was probably a form letter that had a blue ink signature or something that looked relatively real. <clears throat> didn't have to be real. Okay, however, when researchers added an incentive of $20, unconditional $20 to open this envelope and go get your screening, it made no difference in whether the patients completed their screenings. So they, they had three panels. One was the control, whatever it was that they were used to sending to liver screening patients. Okay. It might have been email. It wasn't clear to me what they were doing. But whatever they were doing, they kept doing it to one cohort of this population that they were testing. There was only about 500 patients in the group, so it's a little bit lightweight. But they were very, very careful. They had demographic studies of all the patients, and so they could adjust for that. They found no difference whatsoever of any demographic data, which is probably normal. Most of the time, demographic variables are very weak. Now, if you're mailing a million pieces, you might spot something. But oftentimes, if you're mailing that much, you get spurious correlations because the more data you have, the more spurious correlations you can derive. That's just the way data works. Okay, most of you don't realize that. Most of you think more data is better, but actually careful data is probably much better than big data. Anyway, so they had one panel, whatever they were doing, they had one panel, which was a mailer with a note from their doctor saying you should go get this, go get this ultrasound screening for liver cancer. And the third one had the letter and it had a $20 incentive. And they found no actual lift from the $20 incentive compared to the, the letter without the $20 incentive. So very, very carefully done. Okay, so the ones with the letter had a 55% response to go get the screening. The ones that were just treated as normally, the, the baseline control, was 27%, okay? So double that would be 54%, right? But it was 55%, so it was greater than double. 100% improvement in the response rate. 100% improvement in the response rate, more than that, 102% or so. So whoopee, right? And they also said that they based it this they based this offer on a nudging, which is a behavioral science technique. So what they did was they recommended an ultrasound. They didn't recommend a liver biopsy. They recommended an ultrasound, which is not invasive, doesn't hurt, doesn't cost very much, not hard to do, not hard to schedule, okay? I had a friend who had a liver biopsy because he was getting life insurance and they said they spotted something in it. We were going to meet. I was flying in, you know, and they told them, you know, well, it's it's outpatient, but 
you know, you might want somebody to drive you home. And and all of a sudden, you know, he was like, he said it felt like somebody had hit him in the back with a baseball bat. Okay, imagine. And uh, it was very, very, very painful. He was really, really wiped out. And his regular doctor just was livid that this insurance company would recommend this. Even the guy doesn't drink at all. Uh, no, there was no basis for it. But anyway, but the ultrasound is much easier, much, no, much less of a problem. So the idea was to get somebody to do something that was not hard, that was very easy, that you, you just get some behavior change. And that is helps get them on the way to a bigger one. Okay. So anyway, what's interesting also is this, this Dr. Mehta uh, had helped lead a study on colorectal cancer screening. And found that male also helped. Okay, then too, the positive results were achieved regardless of financial incentive. And uh, he found out that 29% of people for overdue screening mailed back the colorectal cancer screening kits. Right, and I think we talked about that also. He also was involved with a study found mail to be effective compared to electronic messaging when patients were reminded to get screening for hepatitis C. This guy's a male genius. Male, male, direct male. Male genius. Okay, male appears to have a particular advantage over some other methods of communication with patients. Now, I just want to show you the discussion on the study and this study it's 38 pages or something is available at wdma after the show okay in this study we found that mailed outreach with opt-out framing and assigned pre-order doubles the participation in hcc surveillance however there was no additional effect due to the 20 dollars unconditional financial incentive Importantly, we did not find differential effectiveness by sociodemographic characteristics in the subgroup analysis. And this guy had nicely, nicely calculated baseline test A, test B, three panels. Amazing. That's how you do it. This guy should be running direct marketing agencies and direct mail printing companies all across America. <coughs> I'm going to reach out to him and we're going to have a talk. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. we got 12 days of Christmas coming up. And um, like and share. Your friends will know you're smart.